everyone. Welcome to the Rotor Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, DBTPFL. It's Friday. It is October 25th. It's 2019. And we're here to talk about the nine-game NBA slate. I'm joined by my good buddy, Will, Chief Justice 06. First time we get to talk some NBA this year. Yeah, man. Pretty excited. The NBA is one of my favorite times. I mean, I, I, like, I like all the sports, but um, you know, I, I definitely have an affection for NBA and MLB. Um, you know, I do pretty well at football. Football is about the only sport where, I mean, I haven't just had like a massive, massive takedown. Um, but, but NBA, man, you know, um, I'm usually able to crank out a couple uh, throughout the year. So I, I'm pretty pumped, man, to, uh, to get back going, try to see if I can get some early NBA dollars and go ahead and set my season up for success. Yeah, for sure. And I feel like, and I've I've said this a couple times, I do think there's an edge in early season NBA. And I think it's even bigger this year because there's just so many moves this offseason. So um, obviously you want to try to take advantage of that. We're going to talk about some guys being out already and um, just things to, you know, kind of look forward to as we move and head on um, into this nine-game slate. If you guys haven't already, make sure you head on over to FantasyDraft.com. They're an awesome sponsor of the podcast. Um, loving what they're doing over there on Fantasy Draft with rake-free DFS. Um you can check out all the memberships over there. Um, they they have a bunch of them. I'll say it. I've been saying it. It's almost two thousand now. Like I'm gonna have to change my speech, but I'm, I've saved over fifteen hundred dollars um, in rake playing over there on fantasy draft this football season alone. So they have a big, big forty thousand dollar twenty five dollar tournament for NBA here on tonight's slate. So. Fantasy Draft, the roster construction is so much different over there. Um, Absolutely love playing over there. If you don't want to play the $25, they have a $5 um, contest as well. They also have a $1 contest. So a lot of stuff that you can play over there on Fantasy Draft. So if you haven't checked them out, make sure you head on over there, check them out, and give them some love for being sponsors of the podcast. We're going to get started here um, on this nine-game slate with Toronto at Boston. It's a 216.5 total. Boston's favored by three in this game. On the Toronto side of things, Rondé Hollis-Jefferson is questionable. Um, Patrick McCall is doubtful. And then on the Boston side of things, um, Ennis Cantor is out and Taco Fall is out. So let's start with the Toronto side of things. Um, you know, a lot of these teams have played a game. So we have a game – one game sample to go off of, but one thing that we quickly noticed um, for Toronto was Kyle Lowry is going to play a ton of minutes. Pascal Siakam is going to have a ton of usage, like we what we thought going into the season. And Van Vliet and OJ or OG um, Ananobi is going to be, you know, key players in this lineup. So, what do we like here for Toronto? Yeah, man, I think it starts with Pascal. He's 8,100. Uh, don't see a reason to not get him in your player pool or, or play him today. Um, I, I, I think he's going to be a phenomenal play. Kyle Lowry, I think it's still a little bit too cheap. Uh, Van Vliet, you know, at 5,700 on DK. You know, I still think, you know, here we go. First one of the year. Still think there's a little bit of meat on the bone with Van Vliet at 57. If you want to go that route, I definitely think this is a tougher matchup for a guy like him going to Boston. 
Um, you know, I was all over him. Everybody was all over him, obviously, against New Orleans. I felt like that was a much better matchup for him. But I still think there's there's a little meat on the bone there. Uh, OG is a guy I went all in on just because I knew this season uh, he was going to be playing a lot more minutes. So uh, I'm really he, – he's a guy I'll keep my eye on in the right spot. I don't think this is the right spot for him. Um, so he's not a guy I'm rushing to play. I mean, there's some other guys that are a lot cheaper that I like. But Lowry – um, Lowry Van Vliet uh, and, and Siaka would be my top guys. And then as a secondary play in this game, Serge Ibaka, um, I, I still like Serge at, at this price point. I think he's got upside. I know he didn't, you know, give us what we were looking for the other night, but in this spot against Boston, you know, with Gasol out there, I, I, think, I think Serge could still, still be a, a difference maker in, in fantasy. So he's another guy I have my eye on. Yeah, Marcus All he ended up playing 32 minutes, but he had some weird rotations, like um, where he was checking in and checking out. They, they just they they did play. They did have some weird rotations with their big guys, but you know, for the most part, I, I feel like the guards are. You know, we kind of know what what to expect here. So, I love Fred Van Vliet. Uh, I'm going right back to the well. I think a lot of people will. I don't think it's a bad spot. Um, Pascal Siakam is fine. My only issue with Ibaka and Marcus All here is Boston's without some bigs, and like this game could just go smaller. I don't think Toronto will necessarily hate going smaller, whereas Siakam plays the four, or the five, and Ibaka maybe plays the five. So like this might be a spot that I kind of stay away from Marcus All, but I, I love jumping on players that come off of bad games. Um, you'll hear me talk about that a lot this NBA season. Um, on the Boston side of things, you know, obviously like Cantor being out is, is kind of huge. Um, you know, they, they kind of finished with Tatum, Hayward, um, Kemba, Smart and Brown the other night, um, not really playing any big guys, but you know, I think that, you know, Embiid didn't come back in that fourth quarter in that game the other night. So I feel like that had a lot to do with them going small, but I feel like projection models are going to love Daniel Tice today. Tice. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely think they're going to. Um, I, I'm actually really interested to see how people are going to approach Robert Williams, though. I, I, I'm i wondering. I mean, he picked up, uh, I think it was 10 minutes in the last game, 10 minutes against Philly. I mean, do, do we think Robert Williams gets around 20 minutes? If so – I think he's in play. Um, he's 3,200 on DK. I think he's 30, 37 on FanDuel. He, he's a guy I'm just kind of – I've got my eye on. Him and Tice are the same price. you got to think – I think it depends on who starts. If Tice starts, he's going to get the ownership, and I don't think Williams is going to get the ownership. If Williams starts, he's going to get the ownership. I think, I think this is more of an ownership play for me um, between those two – value guys um, in terms of big men. Um, other than that, though, I'm really not too interested in anyone from uh, from, from Boston. I know Kimball Walker had a bad game at 7,800. I think there's upside there. So that's, that's more of a price play. Everyone else, though, Jalen Brown was my guy last year, but I've just got other people that I think I have my eye on. But these two bigs at 3,200, I think, are squarely in play depending on how, you know, how they decide to work the rotation. And then Kimball Walker at 7,800, I think he's too cheap. Probably not going to get any ownership after a 12-point, one rebound, one assist game or something like that. 
Yeah, so I think that um, I think whoever starts at a Tice or Robert Williams, like I'll probably play that person in cash games. Like they're both so they're just both they're thirty two hundred. They're just so cheap that you can play them either one of them at forward or center. So like they obviously whoever gets a start, um, I have interest in here and. You know, as far as everybody else, like you said, like Gordon Hayward, if you get him cheap on any of the sites, like I said this in the preseason show that we did, um, I I have a lot of interest in Gordon Hayward this season, like down, like just in general. I think he's back to back to as close to as 100% as he's going to get. So, um, so, yeah, outside of that, like you said, not really anything else here. So, let's get moving. Minnesota at Charlotte. Uh, Minnesota's favored by five and a half in this game. It's a 228 and a half total. The only injury news that we have here is Nicholas Batum is out. Um, it sounds like he's going to be out for a little while, too. So Yeah, broken finger. Um, Four to six yeah. weeks, I think. Good old-fashioned fingers. Um, let's start with the <laughs> let's start with the Minnesota side of things. What do we like here for Minnesota? Well, I mean, it, it's no secret. I think with this team, you can just play fire up Carl Anthony Towns pretty much every slate now. Um, had a had a massive game here uh, the last game, and I think you know this trend is going to continue most of the year. Uh, you know, he's in a spot against my Hornets. Man, my Hornets pulled out a win. Thank God. Uh, but I, I don't think we're going to have anyone that's going to be a match for Towns. Uh, massive line in the last game, 36-14, three assists, three blocks, three steals. Obviously, I don't think he's going to pile up the defensive stats in, uh, every game. But even if you even if you gave him one block and one steal, he still had a massive game. And uh, so Towns is – I think he's going to be squarely in play. You know, I don't have to talk you into that. Um He's just he's just a phenomenal play. Outside of that, though, I don't really I don't really have too much interest in, in anyone else. I don't think uh, I, I just don't think anyone else is is necessary from the Minnesota side at the, for the prices. Um. So yeah, Towns. Anybody that played Towns the other night, like he had twenty eight fantasy points in the fourth quarter and scored negative one fantasy points in overtime. So like. Yeah, you got all your production from Carl Anthony Towns in the in the four quarters. Um, so, yeah, I like Cat as well. I think this is a really good spot for him. Um, I don't mind like Covington in tournaments. Just you know, he's a shooter. Um, he's fifty six hundred. If he gets hot, I don't hate it. Um, they had a really tight five man rotation, and like I like seeing that they played five guys over thirty two minutes apiece. So. Um, Again, they played overtime, so it's probably going to be closer to 30 minutes on some of these guys. But the one guy that I want to point out um, is Trevion Graham. If he starts again, he's like 32 or 3,300. Um, he's a defensive guy. You know, you're going to need some defensive stats from him for him to get there. But the fact that he started the other night and played 35 minutes, like if he draws another start, um, over Culver and, and Lehman. I, I think you've got to um, definitely just consider him in your in your builds here at his price point. Um, Will, your Charlotte Hornets, um, you know, P.J. Washington looked great. Bacon looked great. Now Batum is going to be out. He didn't really play a lot in the second half of that game anyway. So we kind of already know what to expect here as far as rotations go, in my opinion. So – I think this is interesting because 
you know, the guy that I, you know, expected to be the second usage, second unit monster was Malik Monk. And really it was Devontae Graham. Um, what are your thoughts here when it comes to Charlotte? Well, I mean, I, I was all over Dwayne Bacon for the, for the first game. Uh, he's a guy that we like. Uh, it's been in our, our system, our G League system. Good kid. Uh, so he's a guy that I was on early, and this is going to continue for him. Uh, you know, he had an upside game for the price point. And, you know, if you look around the league, obviously they raised the price slightly on DraftKings. On FanDuel, Washington and uh, and Bacon are no longer free square. So if you didn't play them the other night, then you've missed the boat. Uh, they're now priced pretty much appropriately for their new roles. I still think they're okay on DraftKings here. On FanDuel, I, I don't think I'm going to touch them. But on DK, uh, I think these guys are still okay. I think there's still some upside there. Um, maybe more so Bacon and Washington, even at 6,400. Uh, you know, I'll just have to let Washington burn me this game if he goes off for 40. Um, but that that's just kind of my approach there. I, I think Miles Bridges, you know, he didn't factor as much into the last game. Uh, but I still think he's a guy that they like. I still think uh, he's the guy that, that they'll try try to get involved. And he could have the upside game this game. Um, pretty much whoever whoever's uh, getting the Andrew Wiggins defense, that's who's going to crush. Um, so, you know, as of right now, I'm just going to side with Bacon and Bridges. Um, one, one of those two guys is probably going off. Outside of that, uh, I don't really want to play anyone else. Yeah, like, unless you're playing on, like, a Yahoo or something, I haven't looked at their pricing, and, like, they just are slow to price these guys up. Yeah. Like, I feel like – I feel like these guys got the appropriate um, bounces in price, but I don't honestly hate like a Devontae Graham or a Malik Monk here. Like Batum was going to be like that veteran type leader on the second unit. And now it's just going to be like, we're going to, we're going to run and put up shots. So, um, you know, I think the second unit's going to play pretty fast here for Charlotte and Cody Zeller missed practice uh, personal yeah. reasons. If you know, that could be something that becomes interesting. Um, We'll have to wait and see on that. So, moving on, we got the Knicks and the Nets. 225.5 total here. Brooklyn favored by nine. Uh, Kadeem Allen, Bullock are both out on the Knicks side, and then Robinson is questionable. And on the Brooklyn side, we know Chandler's out. Um, Let's start here with the Knicks. Um, What are your thoughts on the Knicks? Well, the same thoughts I always have with the Knicks. I – I do think Julius Randle is going to play minutes. Um, now they're talking about keeping Bobby Portis at the center position. Uh, he played 33 minutes the last game. Uh, didn't have a monster outing, 8.7 rebounds, five assists, two steals. Uh, pretty solid across all the categories. But we know this guy can score 20 a game if 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 he's in the zone. So he's a guy um, – I'm. I'm kind of looking at here. He's at 5,300. I like the price point, um, but you know it, it does scare me here. Uh, we, we also know that uh, Mitchell w- was out. I, I I don't like trying to peg the Knicks, Stevie, because Randall played 35 minutes this game. He could play 25 minutes the next game. I think it all depends on Robinson. If Robinson yeah. sits again, I think you can look at Randall and Portis. I think they're fine. If Robinson comes back, one of these guys is going to the bench. 
And I'm not saying that makes them a bad play, but it's certainly going to eat into their minutes. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, you know, Coach Fisdale wants them to earn their minutes. I I totally get it. But come on, man. Give give us some solid rotations. Alfred Payton played, you know, 26 minutes from the guard position. You know, Dennis Smith Jr. played 10 minutes. Not sure what they're doing there. Uh, Frank Nielakina played two minutes. I, I don't know. but I, So, I really don't want to play any guards. I think it's just your big man. I think you probably look at Barrett. Um, he's a guy that they're probably going to play. I don't think upper management is going to allow him to hold him back. Um, Morris played 39 minutes. So, maybe you just kind of scratch off all the guards per se and just look at forwards, power forwards, and centers. That's probably what, what you need to do here and, and hope you get it right. See, I like Kyrie on the other side of this game. So, like, I, I kind of want to run it back a little bit. And when I'm looking at it, like, it's kind of easy to run back if Robinson's out. Like, I'll, I'll pick one of Randall or Portis. Um, Randall's really expensive. Portis is not that expensive. And Portis has upside as well. But Barrett is a good piece. Marcus Morris, I, I feel like you could potentially play him in cash games. So, Alonzo Trier, um, he started this game at point guard. Played terrible. He played terrible. Elf Payton came in in the second quarter, played phenomenal, and we didn't see Dennis Smith Jr. or Trier for the rest of the game. So, Payton played, I think, if I remember correctly, um, he played 26 minutes, and I'm pretty sure, if I remember correctly, like 18 of those minutes were in the second half. So... If the Knicks lineup comes out and Elf Payton is starting, I have interest in tournaments because people aren't going to pay attention to that. They're not going to realize that almost all of his minutes came in the second half of the game. So if Elf starts, um, I have interest there. But I like R.J. Barrett. He's the guy um, that I really like here for the Knicks. Um, the Brooklyn side of things, until Kevin Durant gets back, I'll be honest with you, it's Kyrie and it's Terion Prince. Um, I talked about those guys a lot on the show. <laughs> Um, Wednesday Prince his price came up um, but I still think there's like Will would say a little meat on the bone but Kyrie is just Kyrie is just he had 50 points the other night 50 actual points yeah man and and listen Stevie so I'm kicking myself here that's probably the one big mistake I made you know how I am about guys like Kyrie in in fantasy sports Uh, he's a guy you know I've ran in Boston uh, religiously at low ownership. And for some reason, I, I ended up on – I can't even remember what I ended up on, but I think it was Luca and uh, and Brogdon, who both had solid games, but uh, I should have known better than that. At any rate, yeah, this is Kyrie's team for now. Uh, he doesn't really have to share the reins with anyone. So I, I really like it here. Um, you know, Cash LaVert is another guy that I still think, you know, is, is going to be able to play and contribute. So I don't want to write him off. You know, he put up 36, around 36 fantasy points, which was, which was great. Um, but, you know, he's priced appropriately. Kyrie still has massive upside at 9K, uh, one of the top point guards on the slate. So uh, I really like him. Looks like uh, in the last game, uh, Jared Allen was, was a lot more impactful than DeAndre. Uh, played 36 minutes to uh, DeAndre's, I think, uh, DeAndre played well, about 15 minutes, I think it was, that he played. And they're supposed to be in a timeshare, but if Bobby Portis is out there, I don't see this changing. So, uh, Allen is another guy you may be able to look at at 5,700. 
uh, to include in some of those lineups, especially if you're thinking about doing a game stack of this one. Yeah, and Allen got the start. So um, just if anybody wasn't paying attention, like Jared Allen started. He played the overtime five minutes in the overtime. So he had 31 minutes before overtime even started. So yep. As as much as, like, Brooklyn has been frustrating in the past, Jared Allen played a really high role. Joe Harris played 34 minutes before overtime. Kyrie played 33 minutes. Levert played 32. And Tarion Prince played 36. So if this is the type of rotation that we're going to get out of Brooklyn, um, they're going to be a team that we're definitely going to be looking at here uh, because, you know, hopefully this is – Hopefully this is the new age Brooklyn Nets and we don't have to worry about these rotation questions. So, Yeah. Uh, we got Dallas at New Orleans, uh, 228.5 total here. New Orleans favored by 2.5 in this game. Powell is out. Um, Zion is out, as we know. And then um, Darius Miller is out. Um, we'll start with the Dallas side of things. Luca was on his way to, like, a monster game the other night and, like, they really just – like, Washington just couldn't keep the game close. So, um, yeah. I'm going right back to the well on Luka. But when you look at the rest of Dallas, like, it's kind of blah. A lot of people played a lot of minutes. Um, and, you know, obviously that could have had a lot to do with a blowout. But, you know, it's kind of – even if you look at the first half minutes, nothing really standing out to me outside of Luka. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Porzingis had a good real-life game. Didn't really bring it home for us for fantasy. Um, I think big games are going to come, but he's 7,600. Uh, wait and see approach on him at that price on, on DK. Um, if he was still that same price on, on FanDuel around 75, 77, I think I'd still maybe pull the trigger. But at this price, I don't think I can do it. A uh, guy that I, that I want to look into, uh, Jalen Brunson is a guy I do like in this game for value, uh, especially if people start to kind of pile up on some of the other value. I think he's a guy that you can trust. Uh, he played 24 minutes that last game. I think that's probably where he's going to be. Even, even though it was a blowout, I'm still expecting him to play roughly 20 to 24 minutes. I just think he's a guy – on this slate, you may not need him. Um, but if you want to pivot away from some of the talking, you, you think it's going to bust, and I think he's a guy uh, you look at. Outside of that, I mean, Tim Hardaway Jr. is 3,500 as well, but I don't, I, I don't want to play any, any, any Tim Hardaway Jr. Uh, just don't think it's worth it. So um, just kind of going to leave it at that. I don't want to poo-poo on your Jalen um, Brunson. I looked at him before we got started, too, and, like, he played um, almost 15 minutes in the second half. Like, he only played, like, nine minutes in the first half. So, he ended up playing the whole fourth quarter. Um, they didn't really bring back Courtney Lee, um, and I think that had a lot to do with it. Like, Tim Hardaway didn't play a ton. Luca didn't play a ton in the fourth quarter. I, like I said, I'm not poo-pooing on your pick. I just wanted to just wanted to point that out there. That's all. Yeah. Um, speaking of meat on the bone, Will, man, oh man, New Orleans, um, you look at this team, team, and one thing that I'm excited about is Brandon Ingram, but outside of that, they played a ton of guys, a ton of minutes, and there's just, there's just doesn't seem like there's a lot of meat on the bones here, Will. <laughs> yeah, well, I will say this. I, I, Josh Hart was a guy I liked coming in the other night. If if Hart is going to play big minutes again, I think you have to play him at thirty two hundred. Like I I would play him over both of the Boston bigs if he's going to play twenty eight minutes. Um, 
So we'll, we'll, we'll see how that goes. He's a guy, though, I think if you're, if you're mass multi-enter, you need to get a little bit of Josh Hart. Um, he, he, he's a guy like outside of Hart, I, I know we're going to kind of hop off of the holiday train. Um, he probably – and I, I totally get it. Like, he's still fairly expensive for, for, for the unknown. And if you watch that game, he just wasn't taking shots. I mean, I saw him drive down the lane – with, you know, he could hit a floater or get by and get a layup. He was passing the ball. And guys were missing layups, getting fouled. So I maybe I take one more shot on Drew um, because I, I, don't, I think the public opinion is that, you know, this is a crappy line – not crappy lineup, but a crappy rotation. Drew was awful. The only person you can play is Ingram. And Drew could very well come out of this game and drop 60. So I, I don't want to completely write him off. I just don't like the price on this slate. But let's keep our eye on Drew. I think he's a guy we'll be able to use down the line. Other than that, Drew, Ingram, Josh Hart for me, that's about it. Yeah, it's just honestly, it's just really hard for me um, to trust New Orleans. Like, I, I don't think New Orleans know, knows who New Orleans wanted to play the other night. Like, you go back and you look at the rotations of that game, it was just weird rotations the whole game. And I know um, – a lot of us watched that game. It was a two-game slate. It was a standalone game. So, a lot of us watched that game. So, a lot of us saw, like, they played a lot of people. They played two, four, six, eight, ten, twelve guys. Um, and, you know, only two guys played over 30 minutes. So, I just – again, I'm just I'm, – I'm pumping the brakes on my New Orleans love right now. But I like the Josh Hart call um, because even before OT, he played enough minutes and – he earned his playing time, which is always nice um, when you're looking for guys. Yeah. Um, up, up next, we got Chicago at Memphis, 223.5 total. It's a pick em game. Um, who do you like here for Chicago? This is the game I'm excited about, man. Uh, you know, they've got a lot of players that they're – that's going to be in their rotation as well. But I do feel like the minutes uh, are a lot more secure. Uh, one, one guy that I want to bring up, I feel like I'm starting with all the value guys today, Stevie, but it's just kind of how this slate is kind of unfolding for me, looking at value first. Kobe White, you know, he, he played big minutes, played 27 minutes. I think he's a guy you want to keep your eye on on this slate. Um, you know, Sadoransky played 24 minutes, and then I think Chris Dunn played about the same, yeah, 23 minutes. But, you know, Kobe's a guy that's kind of dual. He can shoot the ball. Uh, he's got a nice stroke. So I just wanted to point him out because he's a guy I, I really like. Zach Levine at 7,400, like that price point. Um, still think he's got some upside there. Laurie Markin came out and just had a massive, massive – massive game, but I don't like the price point at 8K because, you know, if uh, unless Laurie is really about to take a huge step here, you know, he could drop 60 this game and very well score 20 fantasy points this game at 8K. Uh, has historically been, for me, as a player, pretty inconsistent. He'll, he'll go through streaks where he's just, you know, 5, 10 games and just going at it, and then he'll kind of fall off of a cliff for a while. So at that price, I think they're a better place today. Uh, but, you know, if you're, if you're running a game stack, I don't hate it. Yeah, I will say, like, you know, you look at marketing, you know, last year and you look at this year and it's one game, but they played at a much higher pace. And, like, last year his usage was 24.5%. at 33.7% usage the other night. Um, it's definitely something to note, like, pay attention to. Uh, obviously, it's one game sample. 
you're comparing a whole season to one game, it's it's not the best. But just looking at it like, you know, it's just something to note. Um, if marketing's going to get that type of usage, he might be worth 8K. But it's tough to tell. It's, it's really early in the season. There's a lot of good plays on this slate. So my issue with Chicago is they played a ton of guys too. Um, but I, I like the Kobe White call. He earned his playing time. He outplayed Sandorinsky. Um, Chris Dunn played really well in the fourth quarter, and that's one of the other reasons that Sandorinsky didn't come back. So, you know, I just there's not a lot standing out to me. I think Otto Porter plays around 28 to 32 minutes. He played terrible the other night. He might be a guy that is just kind of undervalued here because he played terrible in that Charlotte game, and he's cheap. So – Porter would probably be my favorite play from Chicago, but you know, Kobe White's fine. Marketing, if you want to take the shot, um, Zach Levine's usage was down because marketing's usage was so high. So if you want to jump back on that either. So, um, you know, Memphis, obviously they played really slow. They played against Miami the other night. That game was really slow. When we look at Memphis, they're another team that played uh, a bunch of guys and only one person played over 30 minutes, and that was Jay Crowder. Um, so, obviously, coming into this game, you know, Miami got to him a little bit at the end of that game, and it was kind of a blowout late. But what are we doing here with Memphis? Yeah, Memphis is a tough team for me, man, on this slate. Um you know, they got Triple J, who's a foul machine. I get, I think my favorite Memphis play has got to be Jay Crowder, not just because of the minutes, but because of the price point. Um, you know, I, I think at that price he can still, you know, get us where we need to be. I do think Jaws going to put up some really, really, really good games down the line. Uh, just seems like, you know, he only played 25 minutes. I'm sure they'll unleash him at some point. Um, but right now, he's kind of in a timeshare with Tyus Jones here, which Tyus Jones at 3,600. I don't hate that play either. Um, I'm just kind of bringing up some of these guys because I think I think the talk is going to present itself uh, pretty early in the day, especially if we get some starting lineups. But Tyus Jones at 3,600, uh, he's a guy that, that I don't hate. On a Memphis team where he may have to score a little bit more than he did uh, in Minnesota. Outside of that, um, you know, I would usually definitely be playing some JV, but I, I, I think he's still going to be on a minutes restriction, so just not going to play him. So, uh, you know, all in all, Tyus Jones and, uh, and Jay Crowder are going to be the guys that I look at. Yeah, Valentin is dealing with a little bit of a foot injury. That they, they, you know, limited him the other night. He only played like 16 minutes. He he never checked back in after he checked out of the third quarter. So yeah. um, he's obviously a huge question mark. You know, Jared Jackson's your ceiling guy on this team. Like he's the guy that if he can not get in foul trouble, he can have monster games. So yeah. Um, Crowder's cheap, like you said, but, like, it's just not a team that I love here. I like crossing teams out in NBA, and this is one of those other teams that, like, I'm perfectly okay with just saying, "Ah, I don't really love anything, and it's a nine-game slate, so. Yep. What actually makes a better toothbrush? Industrial strength power? Claims of miraculously – miraculous trendy ingredients multiple modes if you ask your dentist they'll tell you it's about the brush and more about how you use it that's why quip was created by dentists and product designers to focus on what actually matters for your oral health healthier habits quip sensitive vibrations with a built-in timer guide gentle brushing 
for Dennis recommended two minutes with 30 second pulses ensuring an even clean quip automatically delivers brush heads to you every three months for clean new bristles right on schedule the sleek intuitive design is simple to use and comes with a travel cap that doubles as a mirror mount these thoughtful features make brushing something you actually want to do twice every day good habits matter to live a healthier life so help form fresh oral habits with quip Quip starts at just $25 and you'll get your first refill free at getquip.com slash fantasy. This is a simple way to support our show and start brushing better, but you have to go to getquip.com slash fantasy to get your first refill free. Go right now to getquip.com slash fantasy. Next up, we got Washington at OKC. It's a 219 total. Thunder are favored by eight in this game. Washington still, still dealing with a bunch of injuries. Brown Jr. is out. Mahini's out. Miles is out. Isaiah was upgraded to questionable on the actual injury report, so that would be interesting to see. If, if he plays, I really wouldn't expect him to play a lot um, dealing with that thumb injury. So, And then on the OKC side, uh, Roberson is out. Um, Let's start with the let's start with the Washington side of things here, Will. Um, Bradley Beal, I think I think is where you want to probably start here. Thirty five percent usage. We know when John Wall's off the floor, like he's gonna have massive usage. Um, what are your thoughts here when it comes to Washington? Yeah, I love Bradley Beal, man. Eighty six hundred. This is a great price for him. A guy that we know has sixty point upside at this price point. Uh, I think he's a guy you look at. I'm not really interested in too many other guys. You know, Thomas Bryant is a guy that I may have been interested in, but I just don't like the price point against Steven, Steven Adams here. So that's about it for me, man. Uh, Bradley Beal, I think, is the only guy uh, that I would for sure play against this team. Yeah, like uh, another team that had kind of weird rotations was Washington. It was kind of a blowout. Um, Hitcher Marrera played 25 minutes, but Bertans played 29 minutes off the bench. Um, Ish Smith played a lot and then kind of disappeared in the fourth quarter. Um, so, you know, when I'm looking at it, I feel like Beal is the guy that I feel safe with. But then, like, I start looking at some of these prices and, like, I don't mind maybe taking a shot on Ish Smith. If he comes back in the fourth quarter in that game, he plays close to 30 minutes. So I don't mind taking a shot if he's starting again. Um, you know, if you look at it, Jordan McRae was just playing really good. And we've seen this out of Jordan McRae before where he gets on these, like, hot streaks in these, corner, these quarters and, like, we don't see people coming back. But we look at this and, like, Jordan McRae is going to be out for, what, um, a few weeks with a fracture in the tip of his finger. So, I think Ish – yeah, I I think Ish Smith, um, if you want to take a shot on somebody else on Washington, it would be the other guy that I'd take a shot on here. Yeah, I I totally get it, man. I just (laughs) – I don't feel good about it, Will. (laughs) (laughs) I don't feel good about it at all. Uh, The only guy I trust right now is is Bradley Beal. I will say this, though. You know, I hate to keep revisiting such a, a team that I think it's kind of in dire straits in terms of injuries. But if Davis Bertans is going to play 29 minutes, man, 3,300, yeah, I, I think I think he's in play. He's just another pivot off of some other chalk. But I, I still don't feel great about it. Well, you gotta you gotta think like you know, McRae played 23 minutes. That's 23 minutes that it's going somewhere. So. 
Um, yeah. Whether it be to Isaiah, Isaac Bonga, you know, Bonga got the start, didn't come back in the fourth quarter. He played kind of iffy. There's a lot of value here. If you want to take some shots on some of these guys, like I'm not going to talk you off of it. This team was already a team that was already banged up, um, <laughs> and now McCray's out too. So, yeah. Um, going to the other side, Will, my favorite play on the slate is on this team. You want to guess who it is? Uh, is it SGA? Let's see how, yeah, let's see how well you know me, Will. Uh, oh, is it Gallo? You had it right the first time. Why'd you change uh, your SGA. answer? <laughs> SGA. All right. Gotcha. <laughs> like, we get a guy at 6,500 that's going to play 30 minutes a night against a team that just cannot play defense. Like, if you watched the Washington game the other night, they're just not going to play defense. The only concern that I have here is just can Washington keep this game close enough for <laughs> these guys to play the minutes? But, you know, OKC was a really good game against Utah the other night, and they played Paul, SGA, Schroeder, um, Gallinari, and Adams all over 27 minutes. Um, I, I like the rotation that I saw from the Thunder. Yeah, Chris Paul played 30 minutes. I mean, if he gets 30 minutes at 7,200, uh, I mean, he's squarely in play. I've got another point guard that I feel like is the best – one of the best values on the slate – but Chris Paul is definitely – he fits that build at 7,200. 7, I, I really like him there. Um, you know, Dennis Schroeder, I know he didn't have, like, a great game. But, you know, another usage guy off the bench that, you know, if he gets the minutes, he's going to be there. He played 30 minutes against Utah. If he gets 30 minutes against Washington, uh, look out. At 4,800, he could easily score 30 here. I, so, he's a guy, 4,800. I like him a lot on, on this slate. Uh, th- this is a team that really, you know, for 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 the uh, for the matchup, you know, if if they catch the upside in the first three quarters, you could be looking at you know a couple of these cheap guys that really pay off dip- big dividends. Yeah, for sure. Um, I don't really have anything else to add. Let's move on. Phoenix yeah. at Denver, two twenty one total. Denver is favored by eleven in this game. Um, you know, we got news that Aiton is suspended. Um, Here we go. 20, more, yeah, more center talk coming up. 25 <laughs> games. The only issue, like, when you're looking at, like, Phoenix, is it going to be, like, Frank Kaminsky playing 30 minutes? Like, they don't really have a next guy up. Um, I, I guess it could potentially be, like, Aaron Baines. But, like, it's not like – you know, Holmes or these guys that has been in Phoenix for a couple of years have are, are still there. So, you know, I, I guess that's where we should start is, you know, is it going to be Diallo? Um, like, I, I think, like, this is going to be, like, one of the biggest question marks. And I don't necessarily think the guy that starts is the guy that's going to play the most minutes either. So, it's, it's a tough one. But honestly, Will, looking at it, it's a tough matchup against Denver, but if I had to pick one right now, it'd probably be Frank the Tank who played 20, what was it, 20 minutes the other night, so 20 minutes. Seems, seems to be like the guy that I could potentially trust here a little bit. Yeah, I like Frank in this spot, man. Um, I, I, he can stretch the floor a little bit. Uh, I, I, here's what I think is going to happen. I think Baines is going to start. I think Baines is going to play 18 to 20 minutes, and I think Kaminsky is going to play 25 to 28 minutes. And at 3,300, a guy that we know can fill up the stat sheet in the points column, 
Um, he's a guy that at 3,300, I think you got to look at him. It's, it, I mean, the slate is already setting up as a stars and scrubs slate. Uh, in, in my humble opinion, I think you just take take your handful of cheap guys that you really like. You, you get them going and, and see where it ends up, you know, in terms of how you want to play your studs. But I'm going to side with Kaminsky over Baines here um, in, in this spot. Kelly Oubre is still too cheap at 5,700. Uh, plenty of meat on that bone if he's going to score another 40 fantasy points. Um, you know, I'm, and I think Sarge will probably get a few extra minutes now as well. Um and, and that's kind of where I'm at, man. I actually – I don't know if I want to play Devin Booker here. And then last but not least, Ricky Rubio is like the de facto value point guard on the slate. Uh, 5,600, he had a monster game on the first game, but it's not just because of that. I mean, you know, when he plays full games and he's healthy, you know, this is who he is. You know, he's going to put up the assists, he's going to get steals, and he's going to score, you know, in, in, the, in the teams in terms of points. So – He's a guy I think is the value point guard play on the slate. Yeah, and he was looking to get people involved right when he got out there. Um, I think he finished with like 10 or 11 assists. Um, I know he had like 10 or 11 points too. Yeah, double-double. Um, so, like, he was a guy that was looking to get people involved. Devin Booker was looking to get people involved. Um I think it changed a little bit with DeAndre Ayton, but I think, like, maybe that opens up a free extra points for Ricky Rubio. So, I like the Rubio call there. Um, you know, the Denver side of things, you know, one of the teams that, you know, returned a lot of the same players that they had last year, you know, Jokic got in foul trouble, right? Wasn't that what happened? He got in foul trouble like super early in that game. And like, you know, that's one of the reasons that he only played 24 minutes, but, um, yeah, over foul trouble for Jokic and he still put up 20 and 13. So like, again, <laughs> the Jokic curse is still real. I said, I liked Jokic in that game and he instantly goes out and gets in foul trouble. So the, the Jokic <laughs> curse is still real. Yeah, man. I don't, I don't know what it is with you and Jokic, but uh, I, I'm going to let you recommend this. This is a smash spot for him though. Um, you know, nobody can just, guard him. Like who's going to guard him? And, and the thing about it, Stevie, is I'm treating this late. We're getting a massive discount on him right now at, at 9,300. I mean, the guy's got 70-point upside. Or, I mean, if he's hitting the ceiling, now he's got 70-point upside. I don't think he's scoring 70, but I definitely think 60 is uh, within the realm of possibility just because he does everything. He doesn't just score. He gets rebounds. He gets assists. You know, and, and, you know, when you've got a guy that can get a triple-double at the, at the center position for 9,300, I think you take him. So, I, I think he's very underpriced. Um, you know, Jamal Murray's priced fairly. He's going to get Rubio defense. So, I like the price on Murray. Uh, but outside of that, man, I mean, Millsap's cheap, too, at 5,300. And I think those are probably your guys. You, you look at Jokic, uh, you look at Millsap, and uh, – and um, Jokic, Millsap, and Jamal Murray. I think I think those are your guys you look at. I was about to say Ruby. Jokic, Millsap, Murray. I, th- I think those are your guys, and, and you move on. All right, we while we shall move on. Portland at Sacramento. It's a two twenty five total. Portland's favored by two and a half in this game. Sacramento first game out already dealing with some injuries. Buddy Heald obviously is the biggest question mark on the slate. Um, dealing with an ankle injury. We'll have to see. Um, he didn't even practice on Thursday. So, like, I think that's 
you know, there's a good chance that he could potentially sit here, but I'm not going to say that. Um, another guy, Marvin Bagley, out four to six weeks. Um, and Giles is doubtful. So, uh, obviously, already right off the back, Sa- Sacramento dealing with some injuries here. And then, you know, on the Portland side of things, um, no injuries there. So, let's start with Portland. And I think the most encouraging thing from Portland was Hassan Whiteside played 26 minutes. Yeah, for sure. Uh, not only did he just did he play 26 minutes, I mean, he put up a double-double. And, uh, you know, this, this is what you're used to seeing. I mean, he had 16 points, 19 rebounds, and two blocks, four turnovers. Um, you know, this, this is the Hassan White side we've come to know and love. The other side of the coin is he could very well do nothing this game, uh, which, is, which is perfect for tournaments, especially at his price. So, 7,200, I definitely think it's fair. Got some upside there. Um, I, I still think, you know, Dame is too cheap at 8,800. I feel like his price went down, but 8,800, I think that's too cheap for this spot. Um, you know, so he's a guy I really like. Uh, Kent Bazemore is another guy. You know, I'm, I'm not really a Bazemore truther, but, but I do think, you know, there's some upside in this spot, especially if he's going to play 25 minutes at that price. Uh, he's a guy that would I would consider underpriced at 3700 for 25 minutes. So um, those couple of guys, I'm not really into McCullum this game. It is a pace-up game. I, I think he'll be fine, but he's not someone that I'm, I'm jumping the roster. Yeah, um, obviously um... – Damian Lillard's always in play. Um, he, he's just—he's a usage guy. CJ McCollum, I feel like uh, he's going to have his big games, but I probably play him the least out of most everybody in the industry. So I'm just not a huge CJ McCollum fan. Um, yeah. What is it when he goes to Brooklyn or New York or something? There's some narrative there, whatever it is. Um, ha ha ha! Uh, but. You know the other side of the the other side of this game is so interesting to me uh, when it comes to like the Sacramento side because Marvin Bagley played twenty eight minutes the other night, uh, Buddy Heald played thirty one. We're potentially almost replacing sixty minutes here if Buddy Heald doesn't play. So first of all, Dwayne Dedman was the biggest disappointment on opening or Wednesday night for me because um, I had some really good teams. I had Dedman and like. He played 14 minutes and just was kind of not even out there. Um, Who do we kind of expect to step up? Will it be like a a Trevor Ariza type? Like, is that going to be the guy? It's just weird. Like, they have a bunch of guys that can step up. That's I think that's the biggest question mark and biggest problem here. Well, let's start with the guarantees. We know Harrison Barnes is going to get his 30 minutes. Uh, I, I think for sure Harrison Barnes is getting 30 minutes. Um, Ariza may get 30 minutes. He, he's a question mark for me. Um, I, I think it depends on the matchup. He played 21 minutes. Rashawn Holmes played 17 minutes. Devin played 14 minutes. It seems like Devin would be the guy here because of the matchup, but I'm just not sure. However, I am willing to roll the dice on Devin at this price again. Like, I know he kind of burned us, but at 4,100, man, you know, I, I, I think that's squarely in play. And then, of course, I think if Buddy's out, if and this is all hypothetical, then you just have to play Bogdan. Like, he, he's, he's going to be an autoplay at 4,600. 
an autoplay. You, ju you just put him in, he'll probably get 30 to 35 with ease uh, because the minutes will be there. And so that, that's kind of where I'm at with this team. Um, I, don't, I don't really need De'Aaron Fox in this slate. He's got some upside, but I don't need him. So he's not a guy I'm going to worry about. Yeah, Fox is always a guy that's upside. So, like, there's always merit to having him in tournaments. But I'm kind of with you here. Um, Utah at L.A. taking on the Lakers. Vodanovic is questionable. Kuzma is still out. Rondo is questionable. Uh, let's start here with the Jazz. Uh, what do you like here for Utah? Donovan Mitchell, too cheap, 7700 uh, His price also went down. I don't know, I don't know what, what happened with the algorithm with Mitchell and Dane. The prices went down for this slate. Uh, so, you know, Donovan Mitchell is a guy I think you can you can really start your lineups with. I'm not saying I'm absolutely going to have him, you know, my, my you know, if I, was, if I was playing one lineup, I'm not saying I would absolutely have him. But he'd probably be, you know, top ten for me to start my lineup construction and just kind of see how it pans out. But at this price, um, you know, he's definitely a favorite play of mine. Um you know, Rudy Gobert, I don't like the price. He's 8200 He can definitely, you know, uh, get 6 and 7X off of this price. But with all the value we're going to have at the big man position between power forward and center, I just don't think uh, it's necessary to play him. So Donovan Mitchell is kind of my guy I, 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 off this side. Um, I don't have a whole bunch of other guys that I really want to play. Um just because I don't, I don't think it's necessary, and, and that's just kind of the approach I'm going to take. <laughs> um, the only other guy that I think that you could play, Donovan Mitchell, um, fantastic player, fantastic. Like, you know, there's a lot of merit to you know these seven K players today um, for sure. So the other guy that I want to just bring up was Royce O'Neal. Um, he can disappear in games, but he played 30 minutes and he's under 4K. So if you want a guy that's just really cheap that's going to play some minutes. I don't hate it. Um, and then yeah. – no, good. Yeah, Moutier got minutes too. I think he played around 25 minutes the last game. Um, but, you know, it, it's, it's a lot of value out there today on this slate, man. So, I, I don't think he's a guy you have to play. But if you're just looking at minutes, I mean, he played about 25. 22, get him, get yeah, something like, Yeah. Yeah, getting the value right today. Good luck with that one. Um, that, that's going <laughs> to that's gonna be the hardest part of this whole, um, you know, day. Lakers, um, you know, obviously coming off of a loss um, opening night um, with AD and LeBron. Um, so here's the thing, like, that's kind of interesting here. Like, are they going to be lower owned here because they're facing Utah? Like, is Anthony Davis going to be lower owned because he's facing Rudy Gobert? Like, is LeBron going to be lower owned because there's a ton of studs on this slate? Like, I don't know if I want to play anybody outside of LeBron or Anthony Davis here. Right. But they're interesting. If, depending on ownership, you know, AD and LeBron, they have ceilings in the 80s and 90s. So um, it, it really would depend on ownership. But I, I guess, like, we guess we have to talk about Danny Green. He shot lights out the, the other night. Um, he had – okay, let, let's pump the brakes. He had nine fantasy points in the first half. He had 30 – 35 in the second half. Um, <laughs> he's going to get open looks in this offense. I said this on Wednesday or whenever they played. He's going to get open looks in this offense because of who he's playing with. I don't expect him to go out and put up, you know, 28 actual points every night. Yep. And look, 
Danny Green is a guy on my do not playlist. Um, I've got a couple. I don't I don't ever play Danny Green unless it's like a two game slate. You know, first of the year, and you have to play him. And I didn't have to play him the other night, so I didn't play him the other night. Had zero Danny Green. I will have zero zero Danny Green again. Um, he's not a guy I'm playing. And just to kind of piggyback off you, Stephen, follow up with what you said. You know. Will LeBron and AD be lower owned? Absolutely. Uh, There's a couple of things working in their favor uh, to make them lower owned. Uh, first thing is their game is at 1030. So, you know, for some reason, unless it's just a terrible early, you know, early couple of games, the later guys never get the same ownership as the earlier guys. It's just a fact. Um, and then secondly, they're playing Utah. So you got to think LeBron and AD would be some of the lower-owned studs on the slate, uh, which means it's going to be great leverage uh, for anyone that takes a shot on them. Uh, as you mentioned, these guys have 60, 70-point upside anytime they take the floor. Uh, I, I'd be willing to, to play them in this spot um, at very low ownership. All right. And, you know, and as we saw, like, on Thursday night, anything can happen. Like, you know, just because you think somebody's going to get minutes doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to get minutes, foul trouble, anything can happen. Um, so, um, all right, Will, let's play the morning grind game here for Friday, and then we're going to get out of here for the rest of the weekend. Um, yes. Using DraftKings pricing, um, give me your favorite play under 5K to 7X. Favorite play under 5K. Sorry, Stevie. I, th I thought I had my guy. I was trying to get these things together. I've got a couple. I I'm going with Kaminsky here. I, I think Kaminsky is a 7X play. I I've got so many, but I I'm going to roll with Kaminsky. I like that one. Um, there are a bunch of plays in this range today. Um, I am going to go with the hair. Elf Payton. Um, yeah. I, honestly, I think he earned a, a, a potential start. And if that happens, if he doesn't start, I don't, I don't like him as much. But um, just looking at how much he outplayed those guys the other night. Um, over 8K to under 5X, who's your bust at the top today? <laughs> Ooh, there are a lot of those guys, but I, I'm going to go with a guy that just disappointed right out of the gate. And let's just hope we're right. Let's go Drew Holiday, 8,500. All right. Still played a ton of minutes. It's just he was looking yeah. to pass more than he was looking to shoot. So, um, I like a lot of these guys, uh, to be honest. There's not a lot of these guys that I feel like can bust. Um, man, I don't want to pick any of these guys. Um <laughs> Like, I feel like all these guys should 5X today for what it's worth. But I'm going to take – oh, man. I guess I'm going to take uh, Anthony Davis, I guess. Man. Beal. No, I'm going to switch. I'm going to go Bradley Beal. Uh, Bradley Beal. Like, it just, oh, if he has a blowout factor. Blowout factor and just having a bad shooting night. Like, I, I could see him not getting there. <laughs> Um, give me your favorite six X play on the day. Uh, there's so many guys. <sighs> I, I'm gonna go with my favorite. Yeah, let's go, Dame, man. Dame at 8800. I just that's ridiculous. 
He, he should crush that price tag. I, I'm going Dame 8,800. Pricing's a little soft today on DraftKings for sure. Um, I'm going to go with SGA. I already said it. I love SGA today. Um, who's your let's get weird tournament play of the slate? Man, it's tough because there's so many guys. Um, let's get weird. Let's. This isn't even really weird, but I think he's going to have really low ownership. Let's go Jay Crowder. No, I changed that. Let's go Dennis Schroeder. Let's, let's go Schroeder at 48. All right. My let's get weird tournament play of the day is Ish Smith. Um, you know, we, we talked about him and McCray being out, and maybe he gets ownership. The other guy I was thinking about was Dinwiddie. Did you see Dinwiddie's, like, usage with the second unit the other night? It was, like, something like 39%. Ooh. It was the third highest through the first games or something like that. Um, let's see here. Um, I totally messed up. Um, game selection question of the day. Give me your DFS contest that you really like, uh, today, uh, that you'll be playing on whichever site does not matter. Yeah, man. Um, for those of you that don't know, I'm, I'm usually, I'm mostly on FanDuel. Um, one of my favorites, man, this, this put back single entry, you know, paying out the 24% of the field. I wish it was 25, uh, but you know, it is what it is. Um, you know, min cash is 1.8 X and first place is 25% of the prize pool, but a single entry, um, you know, so, so it's, it's one of my favorites. So, you know, catch me out there. Yeah, uh, for sure. And, you know, I've, I've been talking a lot uh, about, you know, game game selection and stuff. You know, I'm all for, like, three-entry max tournaments. Um, and, like, I typically will play, like, the 150 three-entry max. But today, like, you're looking at this $200 three-entry max on DraftKings and, like, 61.6% of the payout is going to the top 10 with only 21% getting paid. So – Gotta have a really good team in that um, today, so I'm gonna say I'm gonna pass on that one today. And I was looking for another, you know, tournament that I really like today. Again, I really like the forty dollars single entry just about every day. Um, it, it's one of my favorite tournaments to play, just because I feel like the payout structure is one of the best. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to find another one um i'll i guess i'll just say the 40 dollars single entry tournament um to save some time here but i don't mind the the 20 three entry team if you want to play multiple teams it's paying 23 percent today min cash is 2x um if you want to play that tournament i don't think that tournament's bad and then our low dollar bankroll players um i still think that 12 dollars single entry is one of the best bankroll building oh, yeah. tournaments so um, check that one out. Will, give me your favorite game to go over or under today. Man, I, I think this one's kind of an easy one for me. I'm taking this Portland-Sacramento game, man. Uh, it's one, one of my favorite games on the slate. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm rolling with that one. And the over, I'm guessing, right? Oh, yeah, the over. Sorry, taking the over. Um, I'm going to take the Dallas-New Orleans game. I'm going to take the over. I think that game is going to be very fast-paced. And with New Orleans being favorites in that game, I just I really hope New Orleans keeps this game close because it's going to be a fun game to to watch. And um, I love the Dallas side of that game. Again, love Luka. Um, 
Will, any final thoughts before we get out of here? Nah, man, I'm good, man. Uh, great to hang out, man. See y'all next week. All right, it's going to wrap it up here for Friday. If you're looking for NFL podcast, you can go over and check out the Thursday week eight morning grind. Will and I broke down all the games for this weekend. It's going to wrap it up for this week. I hope everyone has an awesome, awesome weekend. Enjoy the NBA slates. And uh, we'll be back Monday talking some more basketball. Good luck in your contest, and we'll see you then.